Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I think this is, yes, it's episode 14. Thank you for joining me today, and thank you for everybody that has been checking out my podcast. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. I'm almost done with the third week, and you guys have been helping me spread the word. Go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle.net. You can go there. That's every link uh, pertaining to me and everything in my world because I'm on so much social media. If I repeated them all at the beginning of every podcast, podcast, the first four or five minutes would be nothing but promoting. So go to Tuttle.net. That's everything you need to know about my world. Also go to Tuttle TV. That's TuttleTV.com. That's going to direct you directly to my YouTube page and you'll be able to find out all my content. I've put up three videos this week, so check it out. If you could, I'm, I'm really, really close to getting monetized. I only need a couple more, maybe a little over a hundred hours left of viewing time to be able to be monetized and I can start making money that that way. You can email me Tuttle at gmail.com. That's T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. And all my content is free. So if you'd like to donate and help out the cause, you can go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Well, guys, I can almost guarantee what most of America was watching last night. Some religious asshole walking on a tightrope across the volcano. Let that sink in, guys. Let that really, really sink in. Uh, I got a lot of heat last night over a tweet that I sent out talking about how Nick Walenda, the guy that uh, walked across the volcano on a tightrope, is nothing but a shill or a pawn for organized religion because that's all he does. He talks so much about his religion and how much God helps him and, and gets him through these like dangerous walks. The church is going through such a hard image look right now with everything going on, especially with the Catholic Church and and the molestation of young boys by the priests. And all that money they're spending on settling these rape lawsuits is ridiculous. These people need to be doing jail time. And in, in other cases of organized religion, people are so turned off by organized religion by the likes of Joel Osteen. You know, that guy has way more money than he ever needs to have at this point. He really, really does. How big does your church have to be? How many jets? How many limousines do you need? How much money does a church pastor need or or a leader of a congregation? They don't need that much. A lot of that money could be doing good to to the community. And and, and why are churches tax exempt? I've never really, really understood that, why churches in our great country, a country that was based on freedom of religion, why do these churches and religious groups get tax breaks? So let me, I'm sorry I digress here, but let me talk a little bit about Nick Walenda. I think he has been paid and bought for by the religious sect to give religion a better look. Hey, this guy, people are sheep. They see a guy doing this great thing walking across a volcano. Is it really, really a great thing? The man is walking with a harness, and a lot of people are saying, well, ABC won't let him walk without a harness on. Well, if he had all this faith in God, you know, he prays the whole time while he's walking. If he had a lot of faith in God, why does he need a safety harness? If he believes in God, he has all the faith in the world, he shouldn't need 
need that safety harness. God's going to protect him. God's not going to let him fall to his death on live TV where everybody can see, oh, God was not there to protect him. If Nick Walenda wanted to shut up all of his detractors, he would do his walks without a safety harness on. I mean, what is the real danger? If he falls off of the tightrope while he's walking, he's going to be caught by the harness. But if he walks across it without falling, people are saying, well, he walked walked across it. He didn't need a harness. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. You do it without a harness proves that you truly have faith in God. Your religion will protect you. God will not let you fall. And, and like I said, back to, oh, ABC won't do it because of insurance reasons. And, and the production cost is too much for him to do it on his own. Whatever. Nick Walenda has made so much money from all the different walks he's done and his partnership with ABC to cover all these walks that he does. He could film it, produce it on his own, take the money he's gotten from all these walks and invest it back in, do these walks on his own, film it without a safety harness and sell it to the highest bidder. He could charge double, even triple. You know it, I know it. You would be more likely to tune in if Nick Walenda was walking the tightrope without a fucking harness on. Don't lie. And all the people that are backing him up are part of the sheep culture that are religious and think some imaginary guy in the sky is is taking care of you. That's not true. People get sick all the time. Bad things happen to good people all the time and the vice versa. I've seen good things happening to the worst despicable human beings on the face of this planet. It just happened. Things happen for a reason. So I'm putting a statement out right now, Nick. You could walk you could walk the tightrope without a safety harness if you really, really wanted to. You have the means to make it happen. So do it. Prove us all wrong. I might even become a believer if you walk across a volcano on a tightrope without a harness. Sign me up. If that God's protecting you doing something like that, count me in. I'll tithe to his cause all day long. I'll do it. So help me out, Nick. Make me a believer. Turn me into it. Prostas or prosthesize? Prosthesize? No, I know I'm saying that word wrong. I'm an idiot. I shouldn't try to say big words. But Nick, do it. I want to be a believer. Now, the next story I'm going to talk about, it's a little piece of audio. And I usually am pretty good about separating the art from the person. I can appreciate somebody's art. Hell, I'm a Mel Gibson fan. I'm a fan of his work. Am I a fan of him as a person and the type of stuff he believes? No, I, I I don't believe that anti-Semitic, sexist, calling your wife, hoping she gets raped by a pack of black eyes. No, I I don't I don't back that. I'm not cool with that. But I can say that Mel Gibson has made some pretty good goddamn movies, so I can go see his stuff. Now, a guy that makes it really really hard for me to just be a fan of his stuff is Spike Lee. I really, really tried because I love his movies. One of my favorite movies of all time is The 25th Hour. And and it's not one of his most popular flakes, but it's mine. But Do the Right Thing. He got game. Black Klansman. He's got so many great movies out there. But just his attitude and his arrogance and thinking that people owe him stuff is just a big turnoff for me. And he got pissed off and he appeared on one of the ESPN Talking Head shows. I think Stephen A. Smith was on this one. And he got pissed off 
and he wanted to clear the air, but you got to listen to this audio. Just the entitlement of entertainers and famous people are ridiculous nowadays. They think that they're owed things and that people that are making minimum wage, if they don't know who they are, they want to make a big deal about it. Listen, just listen to the audio and, and I'll, I'll interject here and there, but I just want to hear, I want you to hear and I want to get your opinion on what you think of Spike Lee. Does he turn you off just from his attitude and the type of person he is? You can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle at gmail.com. Here's Spike Lee on ESPN talking with Stephen A. Smith about getting kicked out of the Madison Square Garden during a Knicks game this week. I've been coming the last 28 years. I've used one entrance. 28 years. 28 years. Plus, my wife reminded me last night, said we'll be married 26 years and we dated the year before that. And there uh, were hot garbage most of those 28 years. Not at the beginning. Yeah, that's one of my wife. That's one of my wife. Go was ahead. In. Go ahead. What happened? So, uh, you weren't technically garbage at that time. You were good, but the most thing that I knew the Knicks for, and especially Spike Lee, was being Reggie Miller's and the Pacers' bitch. They owned you. Reggie Miller thought so little of Spike Lee. He actually gave the choke, put both of his hands around the, his throat after he scored, like, I think maybe nine or ten points in a time span of about 20 seconds to come back and beat you guys. And he was just toying with you guys. Yes, you had some pretty good teams. You made it to one NBA final, but you guys got destroyed the Houston Rockets at that point. So let's, let's say they were mediocre. They weren't garbage. They weren't great but they were mediocre. I've been using the same entrance for 28 plus years. The employee's entrance on 33rd Street. Yesterday, last night, I go in, my ticket gets scanned. I'm in. I walk, you know the elevator. Yes. I go in the elevator, and elevator, and also people having their ticket scanned also. And elevator's not moving. And the security guy comes to me and says, we need you to get off the elevator. I said, for what? So we, we could speak about it now. So I'm not getting out of the elevator. I can already tell you exactly what happened. This is a minimum wage guy that works at Madison Square Garden, probably his first week, and he didn't recognize Spike Lee, or he didn't know who Spike Lee was, or didn't know the type of arrangement Spike Lee had set up with the New York Knicks. He was just doing his job, and he was probably told not to let some people on this elevator and Spike Lee has to be the self-entitled prick celebrity that most people are accustomed to and had to give this guy a hard time instead of saying and understanding, hey, this guy maybe is just doing his job. I have to be an asshole because I'm a celebrity and I think I'm the mascot for the New York Knicks. Spike, you're not the mascot for the New York Knicks. If you were, they wouldn't charge for tickets to go there. You happen to be a celebrity that overpays for court side seats where your face can be seen on TV day in and day out when it comes to Nick games. Let's be honest. You're probably most likely not even the biggest Knicks fan. You probably go because it's a social event. You want to be seen on TV. Did you need courtside seats? No, they're not even great seats in my opinion. You got to worry about people running into you. You can't really get up during the time of play because you could interfere. It's very restrictive and hindering. So, yes, Spike, you overpay for 
for the money, but that doesn't make you entitled to go in a special elevator because you're Spike Lee and you think you're the mascot of the New York Knicks. No, if you stop paying it, they probably wouldn't even have you. You're just a customer that happens to be a celebrity that got some run being known for being Reggie Miller's bitch. So another five minutes, then they finally send the elevator up because they know I'm not getting out the elevator. Get on the elevator, as you know, people don't know, the garden floor is on the fifth floor. I'll go up to five, and security's waiting for you like it just ran out of Macy's stealing something. Listen, guys, this is ridiculous. Spike, you're not helping yourself. Spike, nobody was treating you like you stole anything. Nobody thought that. Trust me. Do you really think Spike... Spike Lee deals with anything. Yes, black people, black men especially, get racially profiled. But let's be honest. When was the last time do you think that Spike Lee had to experience something like the average everyday black African-American citizen, male, do you think he's ever had to deal with the same type of stuff that the African-American male and everyday working class citizen of the United States of America? Do you think Spike Lee has ever like experienced what their life is? No. Spike, you've not been racially profiled. They did not act like you were stealing something. They were just trying to do their jobs. Just like they wouldn't come in and tell you how to direct produce or write a film it's not their job let them do their job spike they're getting minimum wage and they don't need some self-entitled prick of a celebrity coming in and and giving them a hard time and i i wouldn't be surprised spike doesn't say it in this interview but i wouldn't be surprised if spike was brought it to the point where he wanted to get somebody fired that guy that tried to stop him or get him off the elevator i guarantee you if you looked hard enough he that that employee is not working for the New York Knicks basketball team or the Madison Square Garden, whoever he worked for. He's not there anymore. I'm sure Spike got him fired. And they said, you, this guy, security guy, they're all, this comes from the top. He says, Mr. Lee, you have to leave Madison Square Garden. They wanted me to leave the garden, walk outside, that out to 33rd Street employers where I came from walk outside and come back on 31st Street. Once again, Spike, he's just doing his job. It's probably his first week there. He's been told by management he doesn't want to let them down because this job is so important to him, Spike. Why would you try to give him a hard time? He's just doing his job. Why tell him how to do his job? He's not telling you how to direct films. Leave the man alone. Listen to him. I'm sure if you would have walked out like he said and went to the entrance that he wanted you to go to, everything would have been all, all right. But no, Spike Lee can't walk. Spike Lee does not want to walk with the common peasants of people that go in the real Nick fans. He doesn't want to be with the real Nick fans. He's too good to be with the real Nick fans. Spike Lee does not give a damn about anybody but himself. And I said, I'm not doing that. First of all, you scan my ticket. You can't scan a ticket twice. Also, I know that once you leave a sporting arena event, you can't come back in. So I don't trust these guys. So I'm not going for the okay. 
Spike, Spike, you just admitted you've been going to the Knicks games for over 20 years. How do you not trust those guys? You've been a part of the Knicks organization. I'm not even going to give you that much credit. You've been a fan. You dole out massive amounts of money so your face can be seen on TV courtside. You have been there. Why don't you trust them now, Spike? You know why you don't trust them? Because you're not getting your way. That's why. So you don't trust them. They're automatically the enemy because things are not to your liking, Spike. You're a customer. They're going to fix this. Don't try to give a guy a hard time that's just trying to do his job. So I said, I'm not leaving. Then I, and then they said, we want you to leave the garden. I put my hands behind my back and I said, arrest me like my brother Charles Oakley. You have nothing in common with Charles Oakley at all besides the color of your skin. You're talking about the baddest man ever to play in the NBA. Nobody fucked with Charles Oakley. So let's not act like you have anything in common with Charles Oakley. And you're going to put your hands behind your back? Listen, like I said, African-American people, uh, men and women, all get profiled in and get treated wrongly by police. I'm not denying that. I'm not denying that. But Spike, did you really have to put your hands behind your back to show that you were no, like, fear to whoever? Why did you have to automatically go to arrest me? Arrest me! I'm going to make a statement. You didn't care. You 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 didn't care anything about getting arrested. What your hopes was, I'm going to put my hands behind my back, I'm going to get re- arrested, and it's going to be caught on film, and I'm going to be able to say police brutality. You're actually giving people that go through police brutality a bad name. You can't even compare yourself uh, anything like that, uh, Spike Lee. Then I got that guy. There's some brothers I know. I grew up in Fort Greene, Brooklyn, as Spike Man. Butter, 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 butter. Also, Spike, nobody cares what block you're from. When was the last time that you went back to the block to hang out with the people you grew up with? I'm pretty sure it's not been many times. I'm not saying that you never have, but I'm pretty sure you don't give a damn about the people that you grew up with in your neighborhood. They said, Spike, this is some crazy stuff, but if we take you in the elevator and go up the sixth floor, and outside the garden, go up the sixth floor, we'll walk you to your seat. I said, bet. So at half time, Dolan comes over to me and says, we need to talk. I said, talk about what? We need to talk. I said, Mr. Dolan, I don't want to talk about nothing. For being a director and writer, you would think that Spike Lee would know a thing about something called a double negative. I don't want to talk about nothing. Come on, Spike, man. That's, that's like Grammar 101. I don't want to talk about nothing. I've been coming through this entrance for 28 years. Plus, Wednesday, historic event, the world's most famous arena, Masquerade Garden. They had a Broadway. They took The Killer Mockingbird mm-hmm. and had a performance for 18,000 New York City public kids. Amazing event. Where did I go in? The employee entrance. That was Wednesday. This is Babyface 101. This is what they teach you immediately when they want you to be a babyface in wrestling. You got to throw out that I attended a fundraiser and a fundraiser for To Kill a Mockingbird. So, Spike, we we don't care just because you're telling us you went to a fundraiser that we're going to have any sympathy for you. So if they want to change this whole new policy talk about, and at first they never said when the thing changed. So why not call me? When I, if, when my my deposit to do was astronomical price for Nick tickets, and I'm one day late. 
My phone is ringing off the hook. So, Spike, what you're trying to say is that the Knicks should call every person that's a season ticket holder to let them know about changes going on at the Madison Square Garden. No, they don't. Just because you pay for courtside seats doesn't mean you're entitled to a special phone call to tell you what interests to come into. I've gone to many a sporting events. I've been season ticket holders for many of sports clubs, and they have never called me to tell me if it's changed of what entrance I'm supposed to take or not. So, it's not, if they change the thing, the let policy. me know. Why do you think the policy changed at least towards you? I'm being, I'm, I'm being, harassed, I'm being harassed by James though. I don't know why. Let me ask, what about the press release did you object to that made you what did the press release say that you said that's not true? That me and him after, after he came to me, just, you know, at halftime he leaves, and he always right. walks across the court, and it's a direct right where I'm sitting. He, and the press release says that we shook hands and we were laughing. They actually said this there is was, what there it was, says. There a Nick spokesman said that it was untrue, that it was simply an issue of Lee using the wrong entrance. How is the wrong you entrance and no one tells me they come to the same entrance at for 28 years? Yeah, I just want to make sure that we have no, that on the No, that's a lie. So they made that up. They made, it's garden spin. You know, I after hearing this audio, and this is like the third or fourth time I've listened to it, I really hope the Knicks just say, hey, we've loved your support, Spike, but we don't need you anymore. We would prefer if you do not show up for the games. I mean, come on, Spike. You know what people are going through in this country right now? They're they're just trying to survive. They're trying to make it, Spike. You don't hear them complaining about having to bust their ass for 40 hours, even 50 or 60 hours a week to put food on the table for their family. That's real things to bitch about, Spike. What's not real things to bitch about is how you couldn't take your usual elevator to get to your seats. God, this is just to the level of all proportions of just entitlement when it comes to celebrities. These celebrities have got it easy, and I wish us as American citizens would tell them to just fuck off and not go and support their products. And I know at the beginning of this, I said I'm trying to just split the difference between the person and the art that they put out, and I'm having a really, really hard time doing this with Spike Lee, man. He just seems like an inconsiderate asshole that doesn't appreciate how good he has it in life right now. Spike, I think pretty much the average African-American male would trade places with you in a heartbeat and let you live in his world for one day and him live in your world one day. You would not be able to make it. You would not be able to make it because you're too pampered. You you don't know what it's like to be a real American citizen that has to struggle, Spike. Just give it up, man. This makes you look bad. This is going to turn people off, and you're wondering why your movies are struggling right now. They're struggling because people think you're a horrible human being, and that's why. That's exactly why. It's not because your movies suck. They just don't want to support your, your self-pretentious ass. They don't want to do it, Spike, so change, or you're going to die and you're not going to have a career anymore. <sighs> All right, guys, that's enough
enough of me ranting for today. I really appreciate you listening to today's podcast. Go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle.net. That will take you to everything in my world so I don't have to sit here and list uh, all the numerous social media accounts that I'm on. You can also go to Tuttle TV. That's TuttleTV.com. That takes you directly to all my video content. And if you would like to donate to the cause, because I'm giving out all of my content for free, you can go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. You can donate anything. I'll take your dollar. I'll take your dollar happily. And I'll write you an email and thank you for that dollar because I appreciate it. Anything you give will help me out and go a really, really long way. If you want to comment on anything you heard on today's podcast or have any suggestions, you can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate the support as always. I hope you have a nice day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.